All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Everybody, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Tim and I are fighting. I don't want to talk about it. Let's get into it because Tim's got to hit the road. And if he doesn't get what he wants, he gets real upset. So thanks for joining us. Tim, take it away. <laughs> what's this really about, John? What's what's it's going about on? You being a jerk. What's going me. on? He's like, let's start taping at a certain time. And we're before that, and he's giving me a hard time. He's like, oh, I said whenever. And like, you said a certain time, a specific time. And we're before that. Unbelievable. Kids these days. I, I tell you what. All right. Look, let's get into it then. Mr. Jordan Bennington is up to his old antics again. It's, it's even worse than the previous times, in my opinion. Don't you think the other times maybe it was a little warranted? It was prompted. There was a scrum. There was an issue. He's skating to the bench, maybe not shouldering the other goalie. I can't remember who it was. This time was just like, this was the the, the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Can you explain what happened, Tim? Yeah, I mean, obviously we know the history that led up to this, but in the wild and the blues have a great rivalry right now. So there's, there's more than meets the eye. And so he gets scored on to the fifth goal. It's five to four, I think, at that time, maybe five to three. And um, Ryan Hartman skates through Bennington. But Bennington's probably a good four or five feet out of his crease. And so he's not in his crease. He just got scored on Bennington. It's incidental contact. But Hartman kind of bumps him when he's going to celebrate the goal. Accidentally, go watch it. Bennington loses his mind. So while the Wild are celebrating, I love the look on Zuccarello's face too. He sees him coming. He's like, what? The, what are you doing? And then Bennington just comes in on Hartman with a uh, blocker jab and starts a melee. And the rest is just turns into chaos. And to, well, let me stop there. So the, at that point, he's already done something wrong. And even at this point, he would have had a de- Department of Player Safety hearing for which he ended up getting a two-game suspension. It comes across as like sour apples. He's just mad that he's losing again. And every time he does this, every time something like this happens, have you noticed he's let in like four or five goals? He never does this when he's playing well. And by the way, that doesn't happen too often. These stats are not good this year. So it's just the latest. In a, it's embarrassing for me, honestly. You know, uh, I I want, I like to find a silver lining in everything. 
And I, and I like to try to play devil's advocate here and go, oh, you know what? It's just Jordan. You know, he's trying to fire up his team. He's trying to do something to get the boys going. <sighs> there's, there's no way to look at this in a positive light at all. Like, it, there really isn't. He makes a bad judgment call. Maybe he thinks Ryan Hartman did it on purpose. Ryan Hartman is one of those players who gets under your skin and he's just a pest. You know, he's talking to you all game. Every scrum, you see him involved in it. So maybe Bennington's upset at him for that. Who knows what happened before that? You know, when he kicked him or games before that, they had some interaction. All that aside, he Hartman didn't do anything wrong. Maybe he could have stopped. Maybe he could have swerved a little bit, but he just, he nicked him. And Bennington needs to be done. I'm sorry. He needs to go away. Like this, this, this is it for me. Don't you think if I'm Craig Baruby, you've already had a conversation with him. Supposedly Baruby doesn't say much, but since the last instance, when he went bonkers, I don't, I don't know who he went after last time. Gosh, there's been so many. I don't even remember either. He went after somebody last time and Baruby said, it has to stop. Focus on your game. Like we can't have this. Whereas other times before that, he kind of applauded him and said, I love the fire. I love the passion. It needs to stop. The issue here is he sucks. He's a bad goalie. And guess what, you guys? He signed for four more years at $6 million. So what do you do with the Craig or Jordan Bennington if you're Craig Berube? Or you're the GM, Doug Armstrong. You, you probably tried to trade this guy. No one wants him. He's a head case. He's awful in net. He, these are his goals against every game. Tim said it was bad. It's really, really bad. This is goals against, mind you. He's getting maybe some shots thrown at him. I'm just going to go down the list. Five, four, two, six, three, four, three, three, four, four, two, two, five, three, three, four, four, three, five, three, five, four, five, four, three, three, <laughs> six, four, four, three, four. One, two, 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 three, three, four, five, six. Like it's, it's, it's bad. Insane. And so his stats, like I was thinking about comparing him to a Galchenyuk effect because he was really, he was elite for that 30 games in 2019 when he came in late in the season and then went on that playoff run for another 27 games. Elite. Go look at his numbers. He was Jonathan Quick, Tim Thomas numbers. And then the next year, I think he made the all-star team and he was very good. Not elite, but a very, very, very good NHL goaltender. And look at his stats. You have it in front of you. Yeah. His save percentage gets worse five years in a row. His goals against gets worse five years in a row. He's getting worse. He's barely an NHL goaltender now, but you still got that cup. He's got that cup. He's got the reputation and he'll get another chance if he like maybe a GM will take a flyer on him. If he's a free agent, maybe someone will sign him because he's still got that. He's Jordan Bennington. He's an all-star. He's a cup winner. He's got that pedigree, but he's not. He's not that goaltender. And part of it, and I want to talk about the flurry thing too, but I tweeted about this and people were like, oh, Tim, you're just salty because he beat the Bruins in the cup finals and you can't get over it. It's like, no, no one. Jordan Bennington is just, I call him a massive poopy pants loser. That's what he is. And even like, there's this meme of, um, I love this meme. It's like a little kid who peed his pants and everyone's laughing at him. And in, in the thought bubble above his head is like, <laughs> rent free. I'm living rent free in your heads. It's like, no, you're not rent free in anyone's heads. They're laughing at you because you're a joke. And that's what this Bennington thing is. And then it's okay. So fast forward to that scrum 
Marc-Andre Fleury comes all the way down the ice and he wants one. And he was qu- he's quoted after the game it's that apparently Bennington had jabbed one or two guys uh, in the groin, in the nuts with his stick. And so, like, he had heard that. And what he saw, what he did, he's like, that was a final straw for him. And you even saw Reeves tri- tripping at him from the bench. So Fleury wants one. And he, he gets him hiked up and he's like, yo, yo, let's go, let's go, let's go. And and Bennington's a willing partner. And they're going to go at it. We're going to see a goalie fight with two of the greatest goalie personalities in the league right now. But the refs break it up. And it's just really too bad because this would have been something special and everyone wanted it, including the two guys, all the fans. I don't know why they wouldn't let him go. I think he was trying to maybe not let it get out of hand, but that would have been really something cool. It would have been bad because I think Bennington would have won the fight. He is crazier. He's bigger. I'm not. (laughs) Marc-Andre Fleury is a terrific goaltender, but he's not scaring anybody, you know? Coming in with that sweet accent. Hey, let's go. Let's go. It's like, are we going <laughs> to the park? Hey, all right, boys. Yeah. Hey, this is going to be fun. Let him go. It's like, you're going to get beat up, Mark andre uh, What I want to happen was Jordan Bennington being allowed to stay in the game. And then the wild go up eight to five. And then Ryan Reeves or Marcus Felino takes a run at him. Because I, I know those guys. I'm friends with them. I texted him after the game. I'm like, what are you guys doing? figure it out and both of them are like we know like he's a clown but what do you want us to do we're in the middle of a playoff hunt one of them said we play him second last game of the year so we'll see what happens so i i don't it's too bad nothing will happen i know what you're saying the galchenyuk effect i don't i don't think it's happening with jordan bennington i don't think he signs another nhl contract just because he's on the hook for four more years tim at six million once those four years run their course he's done yeah, like it, he might even be sent down to the minors. He's bad. He's he's a really bad goaltender. He's not good. Like you said, he went from a 927 save percentage in 2018-19 when they won the cup. It's 892 this year. And it's not like he's not playing games. He's played 52 games. St. Louis's defense isn't that bad. You look at Arizona's, Arizona's goaltender. It's um, Car- Vico Carmelaco or some Finnish guy. He's playing great. John Gibson in Anaheim. He's playing great. They both play in front of atrocious defenses. This guy sucks. And he's embarrassing his team. He's embarrassing his city. He's embarrassing. Ah, and he just looks like a guy you'd want to punch in the face. Doesn't he? He's he got a punch. He's got a punchable face. So I, I get Flurry comes down. I get why the one ref didn't want him to get get at each other because then it just gets out of hand. But let's just go back to the punch with his blocker. That could have been really dangerous. He's got a stick in his hand, and he's coming full force with the blocker towards someone's face. It, it's it's not okay. I think he should have got more than two games. It it's not okay. It's not allowed. Like I don't know why this this is just allowed to happen time after time after time. Like he is obviously has some anger issues he's trying to deal with some stuff and he's hurting people he's slashing them he's punching them he's throwing water bottles at people during interviews last year it's just it's too much you know what i mean when is it enough is enough and i'm all for the aggression i'm all for the fighting it's a sideshow tim it is like you're a goaltender and you're getting lit up i texted tim or we were messaging back and forth i said the jokes on everybody else Bennington didn't get the loss because the wild won eight to five and he only gave up five goals in a, in a period and a half. 
So I don't know. I'm just so over this flipping guy. Like, I, uh, just go away. You're a bad goaltender, but he can't because he's going to make $25 million. Isn't that insane? $25 million he's going to make from now to the end of four years because he's probably still due another million this year. Then he has $24 million more after that. Can you imagine? Nope. Waking up in the morning, looking at your Stanley Cup ring, looking at your money that's going to be due to you, $25 million, and then just laughing because you just realize I'm a terrible goaltender. There are 63 better goaltenders in the NHL right now, and there's probably 20 better goaltenders in the AHL, and there's probably 10 better goaltenders in the KHL, and there's probably three or four in the NCAA that are better than me, and I get to make $25 million? Oh, he's laughing his way all the way to the bank. Life is good for him. He obviously doesn't work at his craft. Sucks. (laughs) Well, Mark... Marc-Andre Fleury has got a reputation for being like the nicest, most level-headed guy in the NHL. And for him to say, okay, enough is enough. We got to go now. Like that's, that should be pretty telling for people in case you still want to defend him. It's, it's not cool. It's not old time hockey. It's not like rough and rumble, like bring back the eighties. It's, it's, it's not cool. It's just not, he's a loser. I mean, he's only been suspended two games. It's, it's absolutely, it's atrocious. It, it really is. The guy, he needs to be put in his place. It's it's a spoiled kid who has always gotten everything he's ever asked for. And now it's not going his way. And so he's throwing fits and he's acting out. That's what it is. It's indicative of, of our society as a whole. You see it all the time in airports and malls. Kids don't get what they want and they throw a fit until they get what they want. I want my show. I want my show. I see it on the airport all the time. I want the And the, the parents shove an iPad in front of his face. I want this. I was on a flight. I don't know where it was. We took a couple of flights when we went over to Rome and Portugal. This one mom had a baby, probably our kid's age, maybe a little bit older, a year old. And she was giving the kid marshmallows on the plane to be quiet. I'm like, what? What? Are you crazy? Like talk about childhood obesity and just like diabetes and just bad, bad idea. Don't give your kid marshmallows to shut them up. Actually be involved. I need to teach a parenting class. I'm telling you right now, I got to stop podcasting and just be a professional parent coach. That's what I need to do. This is a, a, maybe a dumb question, but do you think having so many kids makes you a better parent? Like, have you learned more lessons or no? Well, maybe you learn a little bit, but I, I no, I, I don't think it does. And I'm not saying I'm a terrific parent, but I get complimented all the time by people. Your kids are so well behaved. They're so great. I'm like, yeah, because it's a lot of dang work. You should they see are. your household. It's insane. Like, it's hard work to have good kids. And I don't think parents want to do that. They want to be your buddies. And that's what people have done to Jordan Binnington. They've, they've given him everything he wanted. Now he's having some adversity. He doesn't know how to handle it. And so he just lashes out. Things aren't going good. What can I do? I'm going to tax somebody because he doesn't know how to process failure. He needs someone there to punch him square in the face and say, no, you can't act like this. Deal with it. You suck. You know what <laughs> you need to do? Show up to practice early. Get some work in. Stay late. Get some work in. Maybe fix your craft because it's not working, Jordan. 
when you were new in the league and you had some drive and you were hungry for the game, you were terrific. Now that you've gotten a little fat and you've gotten a little comfortable, you suck. What's that old saying? Soft times breed soft men. He has nothing to work for. Hard times breeds hard men. He is nothing to to work for anymore. And you can tell he's a bad goalie. I'm I'm t- I'm done with him. If I'm Barubi, he's not playing another game for me. If I'm Doug Armstrong, have fun in Peoria. Love Peoria. Have fun in Peoria. I'm not. I don't want you on my team. You're a distraction. You're a clown. You're making everybody look like a complete embarrassment. This is St. Louis Blues. This is a good organization. They ran well. I know Steve Ott, friend of mine, one of his coaches. He's probably just rolling his eyes every time he sees this because it's just it's maybe the first or second time. It's cute. It's a half a dozen times now. It it need. I don't know. You need to call up just a goon if you're Minnesota from your AHL team at Iowa and just say, you know what? Drive them through the effing boards. We'll pay for your suspension and we'll give you a $50,000 bonus. But it won't happen because <sighs> I'm bidding to no, no one's probably even telling him he did anything wrong. You know what I mean? They're probably just saying, try to control yourself. I know our defense isn't that good. It's not your fault. Let's get him on the show. I'll tell him right to it. I'm like, it is your fault. Well, I'll do a one-on-one right now with Jordan Bennington. Maybe he watches this and we can post it on social media. I'll go, Jordan, this is John. You suck at goaltending. You need to stop lashing out and you need to get on the ice and take some shots. Watch some video of some shooters because you can't stop a beach ball at this point. And if you want to fight, stop wrestling with the refs, drop your gloves and fight somebody, and then you can get your behind kicked. Okay? Enough. Enough. You're going to get a timeout. I'm fed up with it. So stop it. There. But we'll post that on social and maybe he sees it. It's it, all right. What a move. On. Can we talk about the good part of the game, the Minnesota Wild? Absolutely crushing it since Kirill Kaprizov has gone down. Yeah, it's been three games. They've got 17 goals in those three games. They're 7-0-3 in their last 10, and they're, now they're second in their division. They're looking really good. And Dallas is playing well, too, so they haven't gained a ton of ground on them, but they're only a handful of points behind them. So they look really good. Um, and I think, man, there were times – remember how slow they started the season? And we're like, what the heck is going on with the Wild? And then they won a bunch of games in a row, and then they sort of faltered a little bit, and they've been playing really well lately. Are they are they among the top echelon of teams in the West yet? Or, would you, or are they more of like a tier two, tier three group? Oh, gosh, in the West, uh, I don't think it takes much, much to be a top echelon team in the West. You'd have to think so. They, they're on a 14-game point streak. They're playing fantastic hockey. And when you look at the other teams in the West, Dallas has been playing great of late. They've been very pedestrian. Vegas has been okay. The team that's impressed me in the West the last month, month and a half has been the LA Kings. They've been playing terrific hockey. Really, really, really inspired. They're flying out there. I don't know. Maybe Jonathan Quick was the issue in LA because they've been playing super good. Even before the deadline, they've been playing great. But other than that, you know, there's no upper echelon in the West. And I, right? Colorado well, still hasn't figured it out. I know they've won yes, a they strung of strung a few wins in a row, but like it's more than that, John. They've they won really, four in a row, and they're Tim. They're, they beat Arizona, they beat Montreal, and they beat Ottawa. Eleven. You know, I know you sandwich a Montreal, you you sandwich a Toronto in there, but like the teams are beating, they don't scare me. The only team in the West that they played 
with the playoff record is the Kings, and they got waxed five to two, and that was last week. Like they beat San Jose, they lose to Seattle, a playoff team. They lose to Dallas, a playoff team. They lose to New Jersey, a playoff team. It, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy the Avalanche right right now. The only teams they're beating are non-playoff teams and teams in the West that they're playing that are in the playoffs right now. They're losing those games. So I, I don't see them as an upper echelon team in the West right now. So I don't know, take it for what it's worth. I know they're the defending Stanley cup champions, but they don't scare me. They, they really don't scare me come playoff team. If I'm a team in the West, I'm looking at Minnesota. I'm looking at LA and I'm looking at Vegas. Those three teams in my eyes right now are the three contenders. I know Dallas will be there because they got a playoff type game with a strong defense and a really, you know, regimented style of play. But Edmonton doesn't scare me. Colorado doesn't worry me. I'm telling you, the LA Kings could surprise some people come playoff time. They're second in the Pacific. They're 8-1-1 in their last 10. They've been playing really good. Kopitar has been playing fantastic of late. They're beating good teams when they play them. They're just, I like them, Tim. I like them. But yeah, you're still on the Colorado train. You you think it's their conference to lose? Not necessarily, but I think we've been waiting for them to like get be healthy and to be their their best selves. And I think they're doing it right now. You can't help who you're playing, but they beat. I mean, I know they didn't beat a great team last night, but they beat Ottawa last night. They've like I said, they won 11 out of their last 15 games. They're they're here. They've arrived. They're finally Colorado. In the game. You're going back to Colorado. Now. You say they're here? No, they're, they're not. Yeah, they're there. They are. They're going to be, and they're hitting, they're getting hot at the right time. They're going to start playing their best hockey. The only thing that makes me worry a little bit is the goaltending. They don't have like that superstar. They don't need a superstar. They did it with Darcy Kemper, but they don't look, they don't look like they have, I don't know. I don't trust their goaltending yet. So I like Orgiev. I like him. I think he's good. I don't think he's the issue. I just, I don't know. Landeskog is out. You got Lykanen's out. Uh, I, I just don't like their team right now. I, I really don't. I, I don't think they will. I mean, they might win around. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think they go to the, at least the conference finals again. I'm telling you, it, it's it's not their year. Maybe, you know, we're going to do a pool. We'll figure it out. Everybody's got their opinion. But out of the teams in the West, if I if I'm picking three or four to come out of the West. I don't even think they're in my top four anymore. Just the way they've been playing. I, there's something about it. The, the eye test doesn't, doesn't pass for me. I like mini. I like LA. I like Vegas and I like Dallas over them. And I wouldn't have said that a month ago. I thought they were going to turn the corner. I thought they were going to have a progression. I don't think they have. I don't think they have. They're, they're beating the teams that they should that are below them in the standings. They're not beating the teams that are above them in the standings. They're not. They're not. Yeah. And what well, are you going to do? So the next big topic that everyone is talking about right now is the news that the QMJHL, the Quebec Junior Hockey League, that they're going to be banning fighting from the league. And I know that this isn't a heavily fighting league to begin with, but it, but it still happens and the players police themselves when they need to. A lot of people are saying this is the beginning of the end of fighting at all levels of hockey. It's going to start here and spread to the other major junior leagues and then maybe to the minors and eventually the NHL. Over the course, I mean, maybe many years, maybe it takes 10 years for this to happen, but this is the first step. Maybe that's a little bit of alarmism. Maybe you'll never see fighting removed completely from the NHL, but it's, it's, it could be happening. So what's your take on all this? It, it won't change the queue very much because I think the average 0.07, something ridiculous like that fights for game per game because they've already really cracked down on it. This is, this is a precursor to other leagues 
doing this. And I, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't think it will. Gosh, I, why though? I, I, I get, I get, he doesn't like fighting Gary and he's got his fingers all over this. And why, why, what do you think the end game is? Do, do, do people honestly think that hockey is better without fighting? Is that, is that the reason this is happening? Or are they just trying to distract and like change the the subject because hockey's escape or fighting's a scapegoat maybe, and that's the reason why hockey's failing or it's it's not doing as well in the ratings or we're not generating enough money or this is just a distraction. Why I don't understand the reasoning behind any of this is this because of the CTE lawsuit that's happening right now with Steve Montador? Is this just a reaction to that? It's like okay, guys are getting hurt. We're they're having these long-term effects. We got to, you know, be proactive and fighting, fighting, fighting. That That's why. That's why guys are getting CTE. That's why they're getting head injuries. Maybe that's why. I just don't understand it. It's, well, it's ingrained in the game, Tim. So Mike McKenna had an article. He's a former NHL goaltender, writes for the Daily Faceoff now. And his, his article is that it's a good thing. And it should spread to the other junior leagues. I don't know if you talked about the NHL, but his point is basically you have such an age gap. And even like a three-year age gap from 16 to 19 or 16 to 20 is a huge age gap at that at that age. And so you you don't want your 16-year-old kid dropping the gloves and bare-knuckle boxing with a kid four or five years older than him. And so like, okay, I can... I can wrap my head around that. And so maybe there's a case to be made there. Although if you're a willing combatant, maybe there's, <laughs> maybe you'll let him go. So I, I understand that take. And I don't think, I don't think it'll ever spread fully to the NHL. I think it, it won't be banned. It'll just, I mean, it's already a lot less fighting there was 10 years ago or 20 years ago. So I think it'll just sort of naturally organically because of the rules, because of the culture, because of the skill, the speed, the way the players are being taught at a young age, it'll just sort of fizzle out. And it maybe never goes away. Maybe it's never banned in the rule book, but it just won't happen anymore. And guys, enforcers won't be there anymore. They won't make the team. They won't be able to keep up with the pace of play. And so, and the fights are rare. Maybe you see like six or seven or 10 fights in the entire season in the entire league 10 years from now. You know, I don't know if it'll ever reach that point, but going back to what we talked about the other day, Colby Armstrong's quote about how you, it's not just about skill. A team needs lots of different types of players to be successful. And you have to encourage that. And you have to say, Hey, I need a fourth line guy. Who's going to drop the gloves. Who's going to block shots. Who's going to do the, the hard things that no one else will do. And you, we talked a lot about the show that other guys, lots of guys in the NHL wouldn't have made it to the NHL unless they had done those things. Now you take away fighting, you take one away, one of the most important sets, tool sets on the belt. And and you've spoken about this and many, many, many guests on our show have spoken about this. They would not have made it to the NHL without fighting. They would not have made it to the NHL. Biz said it. Pizzetta said it. I think Reeves said it. Like many guys have said that. Lucic said it. He said he, fighting is what got him to every single league, every advancement for his entire career. You take that away, what's left? Is it skill? Is it, it's, it's, I hate the old guys. Oh, it's just figure skating. That's all that's left. But how many great players are not going to make it to the NHL if you take fighting out of it? You know? But then they can say the other, you know, on the other side of the coin, how many good skilled players didn't make it because a, a position was taken up by me, right? Because there was more talented players who were out there that didn't make it and wouldn't make it because they didn't have that, you know, sandpaper in their game. I guess it just depends on who the architects of the game are, how they want the game to be played. And I, I this is, I disagree. If, 
if Gary Bettman is still in control in 15 years, <laughs> imagine. And I, I can imagine it, uh-huh. it, it's very plausible. Fighting will be banned. It will have a very stiff penalty associated with it. If you fight much like it is in college, you get a five game ban. It'll have that type of penalty because what'll happen is it'll slowly go away. Like it has been, you know, less fights per game. And then they'll just throw out a rule at some meeting and go, you know what? Fighting's not even a thing anymore. And look at this fight last year. Somebody really got taken advantage of. Let's just, let's just throw a, a stricter penalty on it to try to really clamp down on it. Cause you know, we don't need it. It's not part of our game. We don't like it. We're a fast skilled league. And so let's just throw a five game suspension on if you, if you fight second fights, 10 third fights the year. I could totally, totally see that. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a progression. They just inch, inch, inch it along, you know, one little bit at a time. Okay. Well, you know what? 25 years ago, it's like, we're going to do the instigator. That's what we're going to do because there's, there's too many fights where guys are just grabbing somebody and we'll, we'll protect the players. It didn't work. It didn't work at all. Guys are still getting ran. Guys are still getting taken advantage of. It incentivized people to be rats because they egged people on to get jumped. I, it happened to me many times where guys would ask me to fight. I would drop my gloves and they wouldn't drop theirs initially. And I would be like, am I getting an instigator for this? So it it started there. Then it, then it went down to the minor leagues. Okay. You know, we're going to take fighting out of, uh, the OHL, we're going to take it out of the queue. We're going to take it out of the W. We're going to have stricter penalties. If you fight, you do this. If you fight, you do that. We're going to go to the minor leagues. You're not allowed to hit anymore. So the physical game is slowly but systematically taking being taken out of the game because the architects, the people who are in control of the game, they like the fast-flowing game. They like the Olympic style. They like the tic-tac-toe. They like lots of goals. They think that's what fans want. They think they want to see tons of goals, fast pace up and down. Maybe they do. I don't know. I I know what I like. I like a lot of goals. I like hitting. I like scrums after the whistle. I like fighting. I like passion. It'll. I know people are skeptical, but I see. I don't want to make a big grand scheme picture of this. You see it in society all the time. Someone asks for something little. It's like, oh, we just want this. It's like, oh, really? Just this? Five years later, it's like blown up. One inch at a time. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, give them an inch. They're going to take a mile. And uh, I, um, I'm Catholic. I do the Latin mass. They're like, Oh, we're just going to, you know, clamp down on a little bit. There'll be no Latin mass in like four years. So it'd be gone. And not a lot of people understand that, but it's the old traditional way to, to have a, a mass and they're trying to get rid of it. And they just like little increments at a time, Tim incremental. This is it. We only want, we only want this. And it's happening in hockey. You know, we're just, we just don't want to see, you know, two goons going at it. Fine. My type doesn't exist anymore. You got that. You know what? We, we really don't want to see fighting at all. We don't want, we want to want to see it's dangerous. Okay. Well, we'll limit it. Now fighting's gone way down in the, in the minor leagues. Now it's, well, well, you know, you're going to get a suspension if you have more than a certain amount of fights in the junior hockey. Now, oh, you know what? No fighting at all. And then it's going to go to the AH, East Coast. Then it's going to go to the AHL. Then it'll be in the NHL. And there'll be no fighting at all. And maybe that's fine. I don't know. But it's just one of these things where people are just oblivious to it. And they think it will never happen. It's happening. It's here. It started. It would not surprise me in 15 years if there is a rule stating, if you fight, you get a five-game ban in the NHL. 
Why wouldn't it be? It's, it's heading in that direction. When you started as a rookie, whatever, like 15 years ago, was there a sense that fighting was already trending downward by that point? No. Like were the older guys saying like, oh, you should have been here five, 10 years ago? Or was it, was it still very much, you know, well and alive? Well, I, there, there's always a, there's always that, you know, uh, 10 years ago was way tougher. So they were saying that and it, it has, it's true. What is not killing fighting? What was starting to happen was the invention of the internet. Guys were seeing moves all over the country and watching toe drags and learning more and seeing highlights. And that really spurred on people really trying to improve their hands, improve their feet, do these cool moves and working other hands all the time. So I think that coinciding with, you know, Batman not wanting fighting in the game, players were just getting more skilled. So there wasn't many guys who would grow up and be like, I'm a, I like watching fighting. That's what I want to do. So I just think the internet, the way things are going, it, it was just those two things collided. And that's why fighting has gone down. There just isn't that many players who play that way anymore. There just isn't. Everybody's really skilled. You go watch any minor league hockey game throughout the country, throughout the world. These kids are incredible. They're not going high and hard off the glass and burying somebody in the boards. They ain't ain't doing that. They're going coast to coast. They're doing toe drags. They're doing saucer passes. They're doing flips and windmills. They're picking the puck up. I had a kid in my Sunday night men's league tried to do the Michigan. (laughs) He was on my team. He was on my team. Wow. And his dad was on my team. And I told his dad, I said, if I'm playing against him and he tries to do that, I'm breaking his wrist. And I said that to his dad. I'm like, this is men's league. We're not showboating. I'm just letting you know, if Jake does it and I'm playing against him, you better call the surgeon because I'm breaking his wrist. Not going to happen. And his dad's like, I know. <laughs> I know. How old Sorry. is he? Uh, he's in high school. So he was just playing with his dad. We needed a guy. I think he's a sophomore in high school. Good hockey player. Is you he know, bigger, point, bigger for his for his age? Big size? Um, no, he's probably like 5'10, 5'11. Mm. I, I don't know if that's big average, but he's just he's playing with these old guys, probably wanted to try and move. No, you know, you don't need to embarrass people. No. But that's what kids are doing these days. So uh, the elimination of fighting doesn't surprise me. I don't know. Check back here in 15 years if we're still doing the show, which we probably will be. We'll be huge by that. We massive. All right, let's move on. What are we talking about next, Tim? Well, speaking of high school kids, did you see that picture of of Slavkovsky, um, the Montreal first overall pick back in high school? I did not. He's he's, uh, he's taken. He went back to Slovakia to finish to pass some like last exams to finish high school, and so it's kind of jarring because you forget how young these kids are. He's six three, two hundred thirty eight pounds. He's played the half an NHL season. And he has to go back home to finish, not college, high school. He's 18 years old. It's crazy, like how it just, it, he looks, he looks way too big. He looks way too old. And, and that's just, you know, his genetics or whatever. But it is kind of crazy how, how young he still is. You forget that, you know? Yeah. He probably is older than he actually is because they fudge his birth certificate. Yeah. And he's probably actually 22. But <laughs> maybe. What are you going to yeah. do? No, they're all kids. They're kids. Nobody, uh, everybody forgets that they just think they're these NHL athletes and they're mature and they're this and that. And, no, they're just kids at the end of the day. Whatever. He's a big boy, though. He's disappointing, boy. disappointing <laughs> first overall pick for the Montreal Canadiens. No, no, no. He played like 35 games and he was injured. No, he's already, he came into the league top five heaviest players in the NHL, which is just crazy. Only that like makes that. you good. 
Huh? No, because he's strong. You- he's strong. Um, no, it's not disappointing. What do you what do you expect from an 18 year old kid? So I'm just seeing if any other players have had any, you know, moving the needle. There's been no rookie who's came out and played really well. Like there's Simone Nemec. He was the Devils. He's not even playing. Logan Cooley. No. Is he he's not playing, you know, yeah. Shane Wright. Everybody knows about him. Nobody really made an impact like a Connor Bernard's going to make. Oh, it's going to be fun to watch Connor Bernard win a Stanley Cup next year. Oh. <laughs> Doug Armstrong was asked and he's like about Connor Bedard and he's, he said exa- something like, I'm not going to get into details, but he's going to change the game. The way he plays is going to change the game. What could that mean? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, how do you change the game offensively as a forward? I don't know. I don't know. What if he just comes in and he just gets absolutely buried because he ain't a big guy. No, he's not. But Patrick Kane never really got buried like that. He's not a big guy either. Kaner, do you think he's a good comparison for Bedard? The way Bedard plays? No, but I'm just saying like a, a young, small superstar first overall pick. Bedard attacks the net. Like he, he attacks the hole. Kaner played on the periphery a little bit. Yeah. And fed passes through. Bedard puts himself in situations where you could potentially just get crushed. Like Jacob Truba. I was going to say Truba. Cutting through the yeah. middle. Heads up. So, I don't know. I, I hope he doesn't get killed. He's we'll slippery, see. though. Did Is you he? see the, the Panthers game last night? Against no, the Canadians? I, I, I had a, a, a dinner event with my wife, so I didn't see anything last night. And I was so upset that the stinking Arizona Wildcats blew up my bracket. I had him going in the final two. So, I was like, dang it. And I just put my phone away. What happened with the Panthers? Oh, they scored a bunch of goals. New, Seven new goals NHL in the record. first period. Yeah. Um, not not an NHL record, but a franchise record for them. Final score. Ten goals being... combined was an NHL record. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Nine to four was the final score. So it slowed down in the second and third period, but still crazy. Nine Panthers... to five. Where are you getting your stats from? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I read it wrong. But the Panthers now have have climbed the standings. How do you read now. a five and a four wrong? We're <laughs> moving on, John. I'm not living in the past. But oh, Panthers are correcting re- you left and right. Really well. The Sabres, remember last week we talked about the Sabres and, and, and uh, Senators like pushing on that playoff spot. And I know it's still a tight race, but they're now down in five and six. Panthers are third. They're only three points behind the Islanders with two games in hand for that second wild card spot. They've been playing pretty well lately. And even the Capitals have passed the Sabres and the Senators. So unfortunately for the neutral hockey fans that want to see those teams make a playoff spot, I don't think it's going to happen. No, the Sabres went on a little road trip, and they just got waxed by Columbus, by Boston, by Edmonton, by the Islanders, by Dallas, by the Rangers. They have just been getting smoked, so they need to find a different gear. I, I really do believe they they were a little upset about the deadline, not picking anybody up of note. A young team, you see every other team in your conference getting better drastically making impact moves and you don't, you get Jordan Greenway. I'm sorry. Not the same caliber of a Tarasenko of a Kane of what? a Meyer of all the other teams that got, that got players in the East. So maybe that affected them. I don't know. They just, they just beat Toronto. Maybe they'll find a way. I, I hope they get in, but yeah, Florida honestly could be a scary team if they make it in They're They're, they're on the outside right now, looking in at the Islanders. But gosh, one of those teams isn't going to get in because Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's in a good spot right now. They have 14 games left. They're tied. They have a couple games in hand on the Florida Panthers. So 
I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be tight. Those last few games. I don't think the Capitals get in. I, I don't think the Sabres get in. Unfortunately, it's going to be Florida, the Islanders or Pittsburgh. What do you do? It's the old boys getting in Pittsburgh and the Islanders. Old boys. Boring. Club. Isn't it boring? Ovechkin. Did he score last night? He did. He did. He got another he's, one. He's really good, man. I don't know what to tell right. you. Last one. My alma mater, Michigan Tech. The trophies, trophy case is getting a little, getting a little crowded. You know why? Head coach Joe Sean, friend of the show, just won Coach of the Year in the CCHA. Unbelievable. Their goaltender Blake Pietala won Goalie of the Year in the CCHA. Up for a Hobie Baker Award. He's in the ten finalists for the Hobie Baker Award. It's not very often. The guy from Michigan Tech makes it into the final rounds of the Hobie Baker voting. I think the last time it happened might have been when I was there with Chris Connor. Don't quote me on that. There might have been another one along the years, but it's it's a big honor. We're talking about first-round draft picks, Tim. This guy's involved in that. Blake Piedel, very good. Set the record for MTU for most shutouts, most wins. He played every game. Literally every game he played this year. That crazy to you? Every a lot. game. It's a lot. They only play twice a week, so it's not that outrageous. But you think you'd throw the back of a bone when you played like St. Right. Thomas? You know, we were playing the Tommies. No, didn't get any net at all. <laughs> Has he been drafted yet? No, he won't get drafted. He well, he won't make the NHL. Not with that attitude. No, well, he's better than Bennington. <laughs> yeah, who would you pick right now? <laughs> I would pick Blake Pietala in a heartbeat over Jordan Bennington just for the listen. They're both going to give up five goals, maybe, but I'm not going to be embarrassed by Pietala losing his marbles and going crazy and like trying to attack everybody. Oh, gosh, I want that guy. <laughs> it's like I have God. I hate that Bob Barker. I hate Jordan Bennington so much. I don't hate him. Hate's a strong word. I don't like him. He needs to be taught a lesson, Tim. Do I need to speak into the camera again, Jordan? <laughs> He's living in a consequence-free environment. And even like the last one, like two months ago, the last time we talked about this, Baruby said, like, just shut up and stop the puck. Like, yeah. don't do anything else. And he didn't say anything like this this time. I think he's just done. I think he's exhausted. Well, the know? whole St. Louis team, they got nothing to really talk about. They're... <laughs> they've been just getting smoked lately. Like they're, they're a bad team. They're not very good. They're losing a lot of games. They traded away everybody. It is not fun to be in St. Louis right now. So take it for what it's worth. Like they lost to Arizona six to two last week. <laughs> You're losing to Arizona six to two. Hi, woof. Arizona is so bad. All right, everybody. Well, that's it. Tim's got to hit the road. I got to get back to work. What, what, Tim? I got to give a, a couple of quick shout outs first. Yesterday was my mom's birthday. Oh, Deirdre. Nice. Happy birthday, mom. Love you. And then it's big, big week for the family because my brother and his wife just announced that they are having a baby. The oh. first one. Yeah, a little baby awesome. boy due in September. So shout out. Congratulations, Declan. Hopefully September 26th. It's my birthday. Nice. His birthday is September too. What? Why did you wait to the end of the show? I forgot. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. That makes them feel good. Well, yeah. they don't listen anyway, so it doesn't matter. That's true. They will if I tell them to. <laughs> listen to the first 42, then you'll catch it right at the very end. Well, happy birthday and congratulations. Wurzburgers. Everybody else have a good weekend. 
we'll talk to you. Oh, I got uh, Bieksa said yes. We'll talk to Kevin Bieksa next week. That'll be fun. Nice. Chop it up old times and just he's killing it on Hockey Night in Canada. Like, he's doing great. Yeah. He's doing great. So we'll talk to him. Maybe talk to Ryan Graves from the New Jersey Devils. Have him on the show. Get a couple of interviews in because I know you guys hate listening to me. But anyways, have a good weekend, everybody. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. 